everyone. This is the Council of Institutional Investors Educational Podcast. I'm Amy Boris, Deputy Director of CII. Our topic today is a new service from proxy advisor Glass-Lewis that provides a channel for public companies and shareholder proposal proponents to respond to Glass-Lewis analyses of their proposals. Our guest is Courtney Keating, Director of ESG Research at Glass-Lewis. Welcome, Courtney. I'm going to ask you five questions about the new service, which Glass-Lewis is calling the Report Feedback Statement Service. First, why did Glass-Lewis create it? Sure. Thanks, Amy, and thanks for having us on to talk about this. We're really excited about the Report Feedback Statement Service, which we're calling the RFS Service. Since the 2010 SEC consultation on the U.S. proxy season, we've been working really hard to try to enhance our transparency and our engagement with people in the market. Firstly, we launched our issuer portal on our website, www.flatlewis.com, which allows companies to contact us if there's a mistake, if they've got questions about our research or anything along those lines. Then three years ago, in, in 2015, we launched our free issuer data report service. This is a service that allows companies to see and if necessary, correct any of the data underlying our analysis. This is a service that you should know is open to all companies of, of any size and in most major markets as well. And around the same time, we also begin our issuer engagement program. So just three years ago, we started this. And then in the last year, we have engaged with more than 2,000 companies globally, including more than 1,000 formal meetings where we sit, you know, our research analysts will sit down across the table or on the phone with a company to discuss, you know, issues of governance, questions that they might have. So this really felt like the next logical step in efforts to enhance transparency and, and engagement with the market. So we're piloting um, during the 2019 proxy season our RFS statement service, which basically allows companies to provide their opinion and feedback on our research to our over 3,000 investor clients. Interesting. So I'm curious, what's in it for investor clients of Glass-Lewis? How will your investor clients benefit from this service? Sure. I think this is going to be a really big benefit to our clients. We think that this is really going to add another layer of depth to the research we already provide to our clients. You know, we've been getting these responses from companies and, and have been answering them for a number of years. This information that they send to us has a lot of value. It's thoughtful. It's contextual. And it often offers clients a perspective that you know we, we may not agree with, but that they may agree with or that may be helpful for them when they're making their voting decisions. I should note, we definitely want to do this in an efficient way. We're striving to make sure that these are not put out any later than two weeks prior to the annual meeting to allow our clients to review these statements and be able to assess the arguments and our response to them as well. And we also think that, frankly, this improves transparency. So we think that this is actually not just a benefit to our clients, but to the market as a whole. So for example, for companies with shareholder proposals, we are requiring that they produce the names of their shareholder proponents in their proxy statement, which is something that a number of companies don't currently do. So thank you. Walk me through a hypothetical example of how the RFS will work. I'm curious how it would work involving a share in a proposal. Sure. So this works very similarly for companies and for shareholder proponents. And I should note that we definitely do expect this service to be primarily used by companies. There are more companies than there are shareholder proposals or you know, shareholder proponents. So, you know, pure numbers, we definitely expect this to be used more by companies, but we definitely didn't want to cut out shareholder proponents from this process because they are a subject of our research and they're an important part of this process. So just kind of wanted to, to put that out there. So there are 
are certain requirements for both companies and shareholder proponents that they have to meet in order to be able to use this service. So first of all, the company has to be a U.S.-based company, and the proposal has to be submitted at a U.S.-based company. In addition, the companies, for the companies, they need to be able to participate in our free Insure Data Report Program, or our IDR program, and they have to complete the IDR process prior to issuing their report feedback statement. Companies and shareholder proponents who are not clients of Glass-Lewis also need to purchase the annual general meeting report directly from Glass-Lewis. So people who are subscribing to third parties like solicitors or law firms in order to get information about Glass-Lewis's analysis are not eligible to subscribe to the RFS service. And again, if you're a shareholder proponent who's not a client of Glass-Lewis, you'll also need to, to purchase the report directly from us. Then, like I mentioned before, for companies that have shareholder proposals, we are requiring that they disclose the name of their shareholder proponents. And then we're requiring that companies and shareholder proponents pay a distribution fee of $2,000 per report that they issue. So if a proponent is a proponent of multiple shareholder proposals, they are free to comment on all of those proposals for the one distribution fee on one company's ballot. However, if you're submitting the same proposal at a bunch of different companies, you'll have to pay a distribution fee for each company where you want the report issued. So those are kind of the requirements. Timing is really going to be of the essence when it comes to these statements. So we are requiring the companies and shareholder proponents submit their RFS statements to us no later than four days following the publication of our research. We know this is a really tight turnaround time, but you know we think that it's important that we be able to produce this information to our clients as quickly as possible so that they have the time to review it as well. Will companies and shareholder proponents have the option to submit multiple reports if they have different thoughts or follow-up feedback, or is it one report per proposal or one report per company? Yeah, that's a great question. So generally speaking, it will be one per report. However, if we make a material change to our report for any reason, if a company puts out an 8K, you know, making a significant change or, you know, something along those lines. So if a material change is made to our report, we will offer companies the option to submit another RFS. However, they will have to pay another distribution fee if they do want a second report feedback statement issued to our clients. Ah, okay. Thank you. Sure. So I, you know, let me just kind of go back to kind of the process as, as to how this is going to go. Once we receive an RFS statement from a shareholder proponent or a company, we are going to review it to make sure it adheres to our etiquette guidelines, which are very clearly listed on our website. And we also may choose to issue a response to the company or proponent statement that will be released in conjunction with the statement. Like I said, you know, timing is of that since we know that there are, you know, kind of a tight turnaround time and this is a pilot program. So we are only releasing a limited number of these every week. Um, I think we've limited it to about a dozen a week. So if there are companies, if there are shareholder proponents that know that they are interested in signing up for this service, you're more than welcome to contact us to be put on the list now, you know, in order to make sure that you kind of reserve your spot. But, you know, we just kind of want to make sure that everybody kind of knows the process and, and that they're ready to go as soon as our, our research is published. Right. I think you alluded at the beginning to other Glass-Lewis avenues for gathering feedback on the company's, your services analysis, but I just wondered if there's anything else that our listeners should know in terms of how Glass-Lewis affords companies and sharing proposal proponents a platform to respond to the reports that you put out. 
Absolutely. So first of all, I just want to be very clear that this is not anything that's going to be replacing the error process that we have already. If anybody sees our research and sees an error in our report, that is something we definitely want to correct as soon as possible, and we will correct that for free. This is something that's completely outside of this. The RFS is really primarily for opinions, so differences of opinions and feedback that you know you, you may have with our research. But anything that's kind of factually incorrect, um, let us know. We will correct that. I think we have a 24-hour turnaround time on that. So uh, obviously, you know, the IDR program is a really great place for companies to start. It's the underlying data in companies' reports. So, you know, we definitely encourage companies to do that. And like I said, that is open to all companies in basically every market. And also, you know, companies are, are always welcome to engage with us. We really don't turn down engagements um, outside of the solicitation period. So as long as the company has not issued its proxy statement or, you know, until it's it's had its annual meeting, please feel free to reach out. We're, we're always there to answer questions or, um, or to talk about things that they want to discuss. Great. Well, that concludes our program for today. And on behalf of the Council of Institutional Investors, I want to thank our special guest, Courtney Keating. If you have any questions or comments about Courtney's remarks or about the Council of Institutional Investors, please contact me at amy at cii.org. That's A-M-Y at cii.org. Until next time, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Voice of Corporate Governance, brought to you by the Council of Institutional Investors. The Voice of Corporate Governance is a free, non-sponsored podcast that highlights critical developments in corporate governance and other important issues affecting institutional investors. The views expressed by those interviewed on the podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of CII or its members. For more information on CII and its policies on corporate governance, please visit our website at www.cii.org.